You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Coming up on the program today, we are through bye weeks, hell of weeks 8 and week 9. But we look forward to week number 10. Four teams on bye this week, but we got the crew right here to get you through it. The all-in kid, Jake Seeley. He's the accuracy expert, Wall Street, Matt Medica. I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive and... Uh, week number 10 is already underway, already started. We've already seen the Seattle Seahawks take down the Arizona Cardinals. And, Jake, I want to start with you on this one right here. I beat – but it was about in week three. I remember the Sunday – no, it was, a, it was the Monday morning after week two. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm coming to work, and I'm going to talk about how I'm going to cut Jimmy Graham and pick up Luke Wilson. If I would have did that that Monday, that would have been the stupidest move in the history of fantasy football because Jimmy Graham is absolutely balling right now. Yeah, this is why you don't overreact. This is you can look at it so many different ways. I mean, there's a lot of instances where things do work out if you would have made earlier season moves, and this is why you also say don't ever veto trades because you just never know how the season's going to shake out. But you know, Kareem Hunt, if you would have listened and traded him for Le'Veon Bell, even straight up, you'd be much happier at this point. Not that Kareem Hunt's not a great piece, but those people weren't people want didn't want to make that trade at the time it was like no way Kareem Hunt's all of a sudden be the the best running back in the history of football Tariq Cohen was the best pickup of the year and now he's tossed onto waiver wires you would have made that move it would have been a mistake so it's just it's as we talk about a lot of times it's, it, Matt's a perfect example because he's he doesn't want to let it go with Sammy Watkins it's like sometimes there's history here and we don't want to make moves because as soon as we do and it's up biting us it's it look, yeah. It's I mean, it's tough here. You, I remember that when you were saying that. I, I thought maybe you were still enhanced over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but since now, since the first two weeks where he pretty much put up no points, maybe like four points something, he's had double digits every week. He's been consistent. Done. I just didn't like the short week. I know Jake mentioned yesterday Arizona hadn't been as good versus the tight end, but he he got it done. I thought going Ingram in that one league I had was the right move. Obviously, it wasn't. Still, you never know. There's still plenty of football left. Yeah, Seattle weekend that plays more up. players, Corey? Huh? Can, can, you, can you do that for more players? Since you like kind of like started the whole process, can you say like you want to cut Amari Cooper for Seth Roberts or something? Now? <laughs> hey, you know what's funny? This is the second time I've done this. Remember Eric Thames? Yeah, remember, oh, I remember that. I, had, I was in Eric Thames' <laughs> owner. And you're here, you're here like giving him voodoo and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? I needed Eric Thames to calm down a little but bit. Why do I am so angry? In the in the one league, like I said, the other leagues I had Graham, I wanted to play him because I didn't have the better tight end option. Yeah. But in that one league where I did bench him, the, the opposing team had Larry Fitzgerald. So like that's really good. I could have been tied right there. Yeah, so that is tough. That's a tough piece right, right. there. Larry Fitzgerald also gets it done to start week number 10. Obviously, Russell Wilson, I believe it was two touchdown passes. Doug Baldwin also gets it done. Nothing from the Seahawks' backfield, as you tend to expect. And um, Adrian Peterson, a whole bunch of carries, a little bit of yards, kind of like an Adrian Peterson is type game. Is that the play of the year, though, Russell Wilson running around like that? He'll probably have another one before the season's over. That's how crazy uh, Russell Wilson a touchdown. is on the, the play of the year. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. Russell Wilson's on the MVP pace right now. Him along with uh, the quarterback of America, Dak Prescott. YouTube Live, your telephone calls get you ready for week number ten. Fantasy football frenzy on FNTSY Radio. 
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Burns is getting me ready for the weekend right now. Mm, saying a little bit later on in the program, um, the homie Michael Rathburn come through, get you some DFS fantasy draft plays for the week for the DKMS um, Roto Experts. I mean, it's DKMS FNTSY Radio and Fantasy Draft Contest, where you can get a chance to win tickets to the big game with that contest also. Um, shout out to Matt, though. Got the W, so good looking out for that. Uh, yeah, Don Burns. I, I, I give you the information, DB. Let's get ready to look at and break down the slate. And I want to start, Jake, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Jets. And I want to ask you about your comfortability in starting one Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. Depends on what your options are. I mean, obviously, if you're a Jameis Winston owner, it's a pretty easy swap out. And we joked about it. And I said, this team might be better than they were with Winston because Winston wasn't 100%. At least you have a healthy quarterback. You have a healthy quarterback who's averaged 15, 16 fantasy points per game most of the seasons that he's played with a competent team. He's going to throw 25 touchdowns and 18 interceptions over the course of a full season. But at least he's an aggressive thrower. At least he's going to go out there and keep things moving. The only downside to him is he doesn't have Mike Evans this week. That's the thing that's really – it's more about him not being on the field than it is about Fitzpatrick. So Fitzpatrick's not going to be a QB1 for me. He's a mid-level QB2 on the higher end of it because he doesn't have Evans. But it's definitely better than playing Eli Manning or you know, Brissett or st- options like that. Matt. Jake hits on the point. No Mike Evans. You got the you got you got Hump, and you got Godwin. I see a lot of people are talking about putting those cats in lineups this week. I would much rather if Dez don't play, go with the Bryce Butler. I mean, go with the Cole Beasley, Terrence Williams, maybe even the Bryce Butler than than Hump and Godwin. But Dallas don't play till four twenty five, and you know what I'm saying. The other game is at one o'clock. Yeah, I'm. Uh, hit. If, look, if your options were like Jake said, if you were a Jamin Winston owner and you needed that plug and play, that fits. That fits nicely. Not the biggest Fitz guy. Uh, this should be an interesting game. This, this should be a lot of points scored, but not having Mike Evans is a major downgrade. I guess Humphreys would be the guy. I mean, what are you playing Godwin? You're really looking to play him more of like a DFS. Yeah, that's it. Yep. I agree with you on that one. Um, um, what I want to say right quick. Um, hold on. My goodness. Robbie Anderson is in like everybody's top 15 to put it like seven this. for the king scott has him the king scott angle has him as number seven ranked wide receiver this week he scored a touchdown in each of the last three weeks if you have him robbie anderson going up against that 10-8 buck in their secondary you need to figure out a way to get him in your lineup other than that do are any of these jets jake like must starts Bilal Powell, if Matt Forte is out, you have to. If you look at it with 140, 150 yards in the one game with Matt, no Matt Forte, that's the appeal. Is I don't expect that from him in this game. 
But if Matt Forte is out, which is very much looking like so, he's mispracticed the past two days, the knee's swollen after the workload that he's seen over recent, Bilal Powell becomes basically a must-start. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you drafted Bilal Powell, you're, you're looking to cash in on this week. That other game, I mean, now, though Elijah Maguire did get a lot of snaps. I'm not an Elijah Maguire guy. I'm not going out picking him up. So if you are a Bilal Powell owner, hopefully you get paid off again this week. Uh, what are we doing with Josh McCown this week? We're rolling him out there as a QB1? Uh, yeah, I think he's like t- towards the uh, back end, but yeah. What you got, Jake? Good uh, uh, for your for the homie Josh McCown. I don't know if he's a homie or not, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, I guess you could call him my homie for the fact that uh, you know, I've been saying he doesn't get respect, if you want to call it that. But I have him number eleven this week. I see. Do you want to? Do you want to ring the bell? Nobody. See, we all say for Fitzpatrick, but this is a revenge game for Josh McCown. Oh, I didn't. Well, no. so, so is half the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we said it for, for, for Fitzpatrick as well, though. What's like the premier revenge? I think the premier revenge game is if you was to ever if like if Tampa is a good one though. That is a good one because they they, 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 they they there was bad terms on that. But like the premier revenge game, in my opinion, is probably anytime you get Deshaun Jackson going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's always going to want to kick them in their in their. Uh, ah, he didn't he didn't really do much last time. Like the, we talked about it. the only thing we talked about this during Ontario. When it comes to football, you're relying on 10 other players and 11 people on the other side of the ball. Unless you're the quarterback, there's so little you could do. Like where the only where the only place where it really shows up any of these sports is like a pitcher in baseball or maybe the NBA because you can control so much. It's just it's a myth when it comes to football. Deshaun Jackson revenge games, even though he never played for the Giants, it seems like those are only <laughs> <laughs> You're right about that. Yo, those are crazy. Deshaun Jackson is man, those are some of my favorite moments in sports history. Is to see Deshaun Jackson get that work against the New York Giants, especially the medical in the Maryland's part two. Speaking of uh, speaking right. of that, he had a couple. No, of- I was just saying. Right, it's, the thing is, is, we always remember when it happens and don't pay attention to the nine out of the ten other times where it doesn't. I mean, that's true. Deshaun Jackson was tearing the whole NFC East up. He he did some backward touchdown dances against the Cowboys. Like he ran and like he turned his back to the oh, end zone. That, and- that Monday oh, night I, when he didn't get in, that was crazy. Oh, that every was- time he faced the Giants. He's like, I, I never wanted to play against the Giants. He always torched them. Yeah, and then he, like when he then he would show off. He would run into the end zone backwards or something like that. And that Monday night when he got when he dropped the ball, that might have been the wildest game for mm-hmm. fantasy football purposes ever. Because remember when that game ended with Brian Westbrook taking a knee at the one yard line. That's how that game ended. You had Tony Romo and Terrell Owens. That was a I think was Marion Balba still a thing then. Possibly. I don't remember yeah. if that was the exact time. All I remember is the knee. Anytime when the knee at the one-yard line issue happens, I just remember people screaming across the world. <laughs> at that. that was a wild night. It was a Monday night game, a wild night for fantasy. And then the game opened up with, like, Romo hitting T.O. on, like, a 75-yard mm-hmm. touchdown pass. It was crazy. And then they, they the McNabb and Deshaun Jackson, it was a and, – and the Eagles, hey, and the Eagles won the game. For you, Corey. What's up? I just saw a tweet coming through. So you're know, talking about the Thursday night football thing and people complaining about it and how the NFL and all the players hate it, all that type of stuff. Here's something I didn't realize. So this is because of Ross Tucker. The NFL players get an extra 250. Like this is on top of everything else. Like They get 250 extra million dollars per players. It's for players only for having to do the Thursday night slate, which comes out to about $147,000 per player. I think they can live with that. Oh, wow. One hundred fifty grand to play a game. That, that's a nice car. 
Yeah. Wow, they get 150. That like that just that that changes everything. That's their Thursday. That's their Thursday night stipend. (laughs) (laughs) It's 150 thousand dollars. Hey, Doug Baldwin, I love you to death, my man. You be all right, son. You feel what I'm saying? You can get somebody to rub that groin for you. Oh man. All right. So Minnesota Vikings travel to D.C. to take on the uh, Washington football team. Uh, Minnesota is a point and a half road favorite, which I find that to be interesting, especially with D.C. coming off that big win, one of the bigger wins on the NFL season thus far. I think, Jake, when you look at Lat Murray, like if you're not a McKinnon owner, can you cut him? I don't want to talk about this game. Stupid Redskins. I bought back into a half-season survivor (laughs) pool and took the Seahawks because they were a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. Brutal. One and done. One and done in the second half survivor. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So Latavius Murray, if you're a McKinnon owner, no, you can't. I, like, this is the time of the year. We talked about it yesterday, actually this entire week. It's the handcuff situation this time of year. If you need somebody right now, because there's still four teams on a bye this week and next week, if you need somebody to start or like a Robert Wood that still was floating out there in 50% of the leagues as of last week, if there's something like that, I can understand it. But if you, McKinnon, for how his – Look, he's been terrific three of the last four games, 20-plus points. How many running backs can you say that about? He's still undersized for the position where if he's getting 20-plus touches, you just have to be concerned that he eventually gets hurt. He's Dalvin Cook. You know, It's like Dalvin Cook never left. As far as like fantasy points go, it's just really it's been that. He's Tom Montgomery, though, which is a good comparison. I, I, oh, look, I mean, Lat Murray, do I want him on my team if, if I don't have uh, McKinnon? I mean, I'd put him on my bench. I mean, I'm not a Lat Murray guy, but at this point in the season, we still have what? There's four buys this weekend, and we got another four next weekend too, right? Yeah, so, no. I mean, look, if, if there's a league I got to start Devontae Booker in, there's one league I got to start Tariq Cohen in. I don't know. It seems like, I'll be honest with y'all, like the, 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 the two weeks with the six teams on by, they weren't that bad for me. This week, I'm like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah, it, it, it is funny that way. I have like. Crazier situations that I didn't have in these past you know, yeah in eight and nine. Dang, I, I, luckily, luckily, I, I built. I, luckily, I'm such a masterful fantasy football mind. <laughs> I have both of my rosters are filled with all, all this depth. You know what I'm saying? But I do have one league. I full disclosure where I have to start Russell. Uh, <laughs> Ster- I'm starting. Ster- I'm starting Shepard? Shepherd Brothers. I'm starting Sterling Shepherd and <laughs> Russell Shepherd. So <laughs> I think Sterling's gonna be fine. Russell, not so much. You feel what I'm saying? So that might have been forty dollars of fab Monday money racing. Magic, maybe. Are we on YouTube? Okay, yeah. good. All right, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to hop on the link yet. My bad. <laughs> no, normally my computer would send me like a little ding and whatever. I didn't see oh, it. The I was email? looking for it. Yeah. So I thought yeah, maybe it doesn't um, show up some days for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why that goes. Anyway, Don Burns lives open telephone lines eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Still got some more games and situations we want to discuss. Got the Bears and the Packers, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts, the Chargers and the Jaguars. Probably got to stay away from some of these Chargers this week. Fantasy Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season. You need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. 
out to homie Michael Rathburn. Coming up next segment, get you ready for the weekend in DFS. Get you ready to knock down a DKMS contest. RotoExperts.com backslash DKMS. AllDailyRoto.com backslash DKMS. The way you get involved with that. Hey. All right, so Don Burns keeping it going. He must already know. Um, you should play this when Taco calls in. Nacho Taco. I like that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Taco from Alabama playing a point and a half for reception for every player. So I wonder I wonder his scores must be like so I guess his scores must be like in the one sixties every week. I I think at least that. I mean Yeah. NFFC you'd be looking to put up like the one fifty, one sixty. So we get a point and a half yeah. in the two hundred, you know. I try to hit that two hundred. That's two hundred is when you know you got a monster mm-hmm. squad, you know what I'm saying? Um I got Aaron Jones. I made a trade for Aaron Jones, Matt, in the GST auction. And his first week See, my thinking in trading for Aaron Jones was I needed a running back that I can be like kind of bell cowy because I was starting James White and Tevin Coleman. And I really was trying to get, I don't mind Jimmy White, but I really was trying to get Coleman onto my bench. You feel what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I don't think I can win it all with Coleman as my RB2 because he's not going to keep having like a 60 yard run, a touchdown, not when his snaps is going down, not when his carries and receptions are going down. You feel what I'm saying? No, I definitely see that. But, I mean, wasn't he doing, like, didn't he have, like, 11 touchdowns last year somehow? He was doing this last year, too. But remember, Alan Hearns had back-to-back seasons where all he was doing was scoring touchdowns, right? So I just don't want to bank on that. So I went out and I made the trade, and I got Aaron Jones because I figured they're not going to be able to throw the ball. The Jones kid is running night. Aaron Jones, now I don't want to call him a bell cow, but I think he can be, like I said, kind of bell cow he and the first time he was in my starting lineup last week, he wasn't Bell Cowie at all. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think you could be. You, you got to be a little disappointed, and I don't. For some, I really like Ty Montgomery this week, so I don't know. Maybe if it's a goal line thing, they go to Aaron Jones, but I mean, they've gone to Montgomery in the past, so I, I don't know. It's not an ideal situation. Jake, was I wrong in my thinking? Thinking that Aaron Jones can be kind of Bell Cowie. Yeah, he's more disappointing. <laughs> I guess. I guess like that. it's it's a timeshare. That's basically what we're looking at now. A time Montgomery back and get into the vault. This is you know I said this the entire time. Is you just can't go away from what Montgomery has done and what he's brought to this offense and the fact that if he was a hundred percent, he's going to be back involved. And it's not surprising that it took a little bit of time. He had multiple track ribs, so I think now that he's back to a hundred percent. You're going to see. Like I said, it's going to be timeshare E or commit to the EE. That's what it sounds like, EE. <laughs> How do you think that quote is found about Zeke? I know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Zeke. I hope I didn't make a mistake, E, trading for Aaron Jones. <laughs> uh, By the way, Corey, just not, not huge news, but Cordy Glenn's out for the Bills, which hurts their offensive line, but so is Zay Jones. Zay Jones, Ooh, Zay out, Jones out too. Yeah, Zay Jones finally got put in the right position last week. And and slid a lot. Yeah. But he he did seem to hurt his knee pretty bad. So we can we do the I'm about to say can we do the Deontay Thompson thing, but you know what? They got K B now, so we don't need to we don't even need Jordan to go Matthews that far. Still. Oh yeah, Jordan Matthews too. I, let me not forget about Matthews. Everybody wants to forget about Jordan Matthews. Because he's kind of, I'll be honest with you, he's kind of like an easy dude to forget about. Not nothing against him, you feel what I'm saying? But, but like he that was puts in, him back in the slot. Maybe that helps him this week. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this. I think that Benjamin addition could actually help Jordan Matthews. It's it's funny. It's like if you watch Jordan Matthews, you know this core because we were talking about it. We we're talking about it with Emory Hunt is the fact that Jordan Matthews just looks like he doesn't care this year. He's just kind of out there just 
going through the motions and maybe it's because again similar to the Eagles they're asking him to play at a position of what you know really suits him so maybe to what Matt just said put him back into that slot Benjamin on the outside we kind of get back to a little bit better Jordan Matthews he's collecting checks right yeah now. but isn't this like a big year for him isn't he like a free agent after this I'm not sure to be honest with you so I'm pretty sure I, I thought he was maybe I'm wrong but I would think you know, I will check you. If, if, if you're looking to get paid, you, you might want to care. Yeah, yeah, you might. If this is the contract, yeah, you might want to show up a little bit. What are you doing? What are we doing with the um, uh, Jake? What are we doing with the Chargers offense? I know going up against that Jacksonville Jaguar defense. I got league. I got the one league where I own. Where I'm an owner of Keenan Allen. He's on my bench. In favor. Ooh, in favor. Of, in favor of Ty Hilton. Oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to avoid the Jacksonville Jaguars pass defense as much as possible, it's definitely something to be afraid of. The run defense, not so much, although mm-hmm. with Marcel Darius playing a little bit better last week, it's not just a lock, but you're not benching Melvin Gordy. <laughs> what, we, what do we think? Uh, Phil Rivers, yeah, Hunter Phil Henry. Rivers. I'm, I'm benching Rivers. I got McCown in there, and I ha- I'm, I'm happy about that. Let me check the link and see where Phil Rivers is at at quarterback. I'm curious to see where he's at. Uh, keep scrolling, E. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, son. 25th. Under, under, he's got road Big Ben. He got him be- uh, behind Brett Hundley and Mitch Trubisky. And Brock Osweiler is ahead of him this week, too. Wow. (laughs) Jake is really off of Phil Rivers this week. It's that bad, huh, going up against that Jacksonville Jaguar defense. I think, if I'm not mistaken, seven points per game opposing quarterbacks. That is. It's that ridiculous. All three. So both corners, Boye Boye, and uh, Jalen Ramsey. And then if you add in uh, Sean Gibson, all three of them are letting, uh, I think it's 45 or less passer rating. I'm pulling up right now because – Jason Braddock retweeted out earlier this week. Let's see if I can find it real quick. It was talking about the fact that they're passing Raiders against, I forget what it is, but if you spike the ball every single play, yeah, your quarterback rating would be 39, and two of them are letting under that, one of them barely over it, which, by the way, also points out to how ridiculous the quarterback rating is if you can spike the ball every play and still get something close to 40. That's crazy, too. Matt, that defense is, is... Hey, hey, Don Burns, you got that Jalen Ramsey Ramsey audio yet? Where the hell did Don go? He's laying hands on people. (laughs) He swapped out. It's not (laughs) Florio-y. Florio's up, eh? I'm glad glad he's finally uh, getting his life together. Let's go to telephone lines, 844. This is the only time we got a chance to go to the phones, then we get the raft burn. Let me get ready for DFS, 844-843-6879. Let's go to Trucker Rick. Trucker Rick, what's up? Oh, Lord have mercy for answering my phone call. Thank you, guys. If, if, if Don that... can leave me on the phone, I'm on the truck. All right, All you're right. in truck. What state, in trouble, what, yes, what state are you What state yeah, are you in, Trucker Rick? I'm in Florida, bro. Nice. All right, cool. And, and my son, my son's right there in Marietta, uh, Marietta Georgia. North side, so that way. Yeah, there you go. He's on the north side. Uh huh. Ooh, ooh. Don't like Marietta. <laughs> Two ex-girlfriends there. Oh, really? <laughs> on the north side. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that, Jake. I'm going to if I lose. If I lose, I'm in trouble. I'm going to get number one, and I have wide receiver issues. Okay, so I got Des Bryant, and I went out and picked handcuffed uh, Terrence uh, Williams. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And. uh and I've, I've seen Jake's list, and I listen to Matt, and I know what you got, Corey. I've got Tom Brady, and I've got J, uh, Jameis Winston. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is I want to go get 
Robbie Anderson. I think he's going to go off down here in Tampa. I want to go ahead and forget about Dez and go get Robbie and drop Jameis. Do I do that? Do it. Yes. You're never benching Tom Brady. I love you guys. I love you guys, man. T-S-P. T-S-P. Wait a minute, Trucker Rick. Robbie Anderson on your waiver wire? Tucker Rick's not with us no more. My priority's pretty high, so I don't know if the dude was just due to pick somebody up like, uh, I don't know, I don't know if he picked up uh, Rob Smith maybe. Uh, so he's thinking if his priority is low that he may be able to go back in and get Robbie Anderson. But I saw him come up. I said, I said there goes my wide receiver issues. I think Robbie's going to go off, man. There you go. You know, I'm being down here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm glad you did. That's a good look right there. 844-8436-66679. How, how long is it all, Florio, the Ramsey That's clip? a lot of numbers. <laughs> it's one minute? Is the clip one minute, or do we have one minute left in the segment? No, clip must be one minute because we got. Three All right, minutes, let's go. Hey, listen. Oh, so this is just this is. Yeah, I want to hear this. This is Jalen Ramsey addressing his, his his little fisticuffs. This is Jalen Ramsey speaking about the fight last Sunday with AJ Green. Pay attention to how much of a savage Jalen Ramsey is. I told him almost every play that he was weak, that he was soft. That demonstrate facts. He just couldn't handle the truth. It was facts. Um, told him that his time almost up. Uh, told him that it was easy. Which it was. He had one catch for six yards. Uh, I was just out there spitting facts to him. I mean, I pushed him every single play. We can go back and look at the film. I pushed him every single play. I told him, stop putting his hand on me. And it's a run play. Don't even put your hand on me. So he put his hand on me. I pushed him again. He just fell because he weak. I mean, he's small. You know, some people are mentally strong. Um, he wasn't during the game. He wasn't mentally strong. You know, I've talked to a few of his teammates afterwards, uh, a couple guys I know, and they had been told me they were like, um, once AJ started talking back, we knew you had him because he don't ever talk. I was like, yeah, that's what I, that's kind of what I do every week. I knew I had him to a to a point, and then the stadium kind of helped me out because right before we went out there, they showed the big highlight of me locking him down uh, and his one catch for six yards. So, yeah. Then he went on to call him a B word. He went on to call him a B word after that. That was awesome. I'm like, oh, I, I love right, AJ I, Green. I, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you I'm gonna have to break my rule about not ever buying a jersey of another player because <laughs> I kinda, <laughs> I, maybe if I could get a frame one, maybe I could get him to sign one. I'll put it up. On, I I want a Jalen Rooms jersey now. That Gone. was savage right there. He was weak. That was he was weak. He was said, his, his one catch for six yards. I told him. Yeah, done. the best part he was, was when he explained why he fell down. <laughs> he pushed him. He fell down. He was weak. He saw. Yo, he said. I pushed him on every play, and I told him, if it's a running play, don't put your hands on me. So I can push you around all I want, but if the ball's not coming towards you, don't touch me. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand why AJ Green did that now. You know? <laughs> it's taking that World, world not World Cup, Euro Cup thing with France, Italy, that, that French guy headbutted the Italian like, late <laughs> in the game because he said something about his sister or something. <laughs> Amazing. So there you go right there. 844. Well, you know what? Sorry. Shutting down the phone lines. Gonna get you ready for uh, week 10. DKMS Fantasy Challenge. Michael Rathburn, the homie, joins the program. DFS Talk coming up right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Do 
The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. the homie Michael Rathburn on about to get you ready for a week 10 DFS fantasy football for a good cause the challenge you already know um DKMS fantasy draft FNTSY radio bow to eliminate blood cancer rotoexperts.com backslash DKMS dailyroto.com backslash DKMS the ways to get involved every week the weekly winner gets every weekly winner gets put into a prize pool week 17 that person's going to win two tickets to the big game, much like my man Matt did, Matt in Pennsylvania did this morning. So shout out to him. And then let's see if you can get your name in the running, too. Mm-hmm. Want to bring in the homie Michael Rathburn. Hey, Raff, if we just played that Jalen Ramsey, the Jalen Ramsey audio, talking about the fight with A.J. Green, how savage is that, kid? I love it. <laughs> we need more guys like that. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. That was crazy. When I saw that, I was like, wait a minute, this guy, this is second gen. Back in the days, man, there were some, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a little bit older than I think some of you guys. I don't know how old, but remember the Raider guys like the, the Lester Hayes and Mike Haynes? And like, there, there were some devastating corners. Daryl Green, you know, we need more guys like that, man. Yeah, no doubt about that. That 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 was wild right there. Let's start the quarterback. I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, Jake followed him on, and Jake normally don't follow athletes on Twitter, right? No, I only. Oh, I hit, I hit up Rain. I think I did too. Like I saw the uh, I saw that video, and I I was like, yeah, that's 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 it. But, but he's always he's tweeting mostly Bible verses, so that's nice. <laughs> that's Wait a minute, I, I guess that. it's between the lines. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, when he, when he get lines. between the lines, he's a savage off the field. Oh, look, look, God never said you can't be cocky. This is true too. You know what I'm saying? So I just you know, but he called him a b word. I didn't want that part right there. You know uh, what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, Raph, what are we doing at quarterback this week? Uh, it's an interesting week, I think, at quarterback. And um, we got some top shelf guys that are off. Uh, no Russell Wilson, no Cam Newton, no Carson Wentz, no Alex Smith. So, um, you know, it, and then we got Prescott with maybe some weapons not in play. So I think um, there's a lot of value uh, at the lower tier. I think um, Tyrod. McCown, Fitzpatrick, and Bethard are all guys I'm definitely looking at in tournaments. I mean, Stafford, certainly, it would be the guy in cash games I would look at for sure. Um, You know, going against Cleveland, he's still going to throw, even though, you know, even with a lead, they don't really run. So I think Stafford's still pretty safe. But there's just not a lot of top elite options, in my opinion, at the top of the board. And I think all the value is at the bottom. 
All right. Well, Mike, let's get to the obvious question here because we have the Ezekiel Elliott situation. So now, how do you, when you have a week like this, and we've had injuries through past years where things like this have happened, I remember Spencer Ware from last season is a good example. How do you balance Alfred Morris, or depending on whoever you like in that backfield, of being in your lineups in cash and tournaments? Like, at, at what point is it the fact that it's just too cheap and I have to have them everywhere? Uh, I'm actually not on either one of those guys. I'm not. I think there's some other players you had mentioned, Bilal Powell. Um, I think um, if I'm going to drop down at the quarterback position, I'm going to free up some money at the top of the top of the board for running back. So I'm going to want to go McCoy, Gurley, Le'Veon. You know, at least have a couple of those guys, and then look at the Bilal um, Powell at 8,300. Maybe even a Lamar Miller at 9,500, Darquad 9,500. I'm definitely like Jordan Howard too at 12.6. I think he's absolutely in play, especially in cash games. So I'm not, um, I'm not in love with the with the Cowboys. I don't think that there's a lot of value there. Alfred Morris is 10.3. Uh, I'll go get Bilal Powell if Forte is out at 8.3. Hey, Mike, I know in the past you've had your little strategies here where it was like, say, the three-headed monster with your running backs on certain weeks. And since you're saying the value is down on on the quarterbacks, uh, I heard you mention a couple of the running backs just now. So I'll ask you, is there like a wide receiver tandem or trio that you want to pay up for and have in your lineups this week? Uh, I don't – outside of um... – I don't really see much, like I like the Tampa Bay Jet game, but I don't think I like. To, I don't think I would go Deshaun and Humphreys in that spot. I might look at a wide receiver tight end though. I think I certainly would look at um, Safarian Jenkins, Robbie Anderson, and McCown or uh, Fitzpatrick Humphreys and Bree. Like I might, I might want to go there. Um, I don't really see a dual combination at the wide receiver position. Uh, we don't have clarity on Pittsburgh. I think it might have been Antonio Brown and Juju, but now that that's a little bit muddy. Uh, Julio is dinged up, so I don't think I'd go Julio and Sanu. So I don't, I don't know if there's that double wide receiver option this week. I think it may be like wide receiver tight end in a couple spots, though. Well, let me ask you a question. Like, if you're playing this uh, Steelers game... Maybe, okay. real quick, maybe Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. I, okay. I, sorry for leaving that out. No, no, it's yeah. okay. Perfect. That's one I want them to touch on as well. So you answered okay. that one. But Antonio Brown, would you put up, like, say, in one of your lineups, would you put Antonio Brown and Martavis Bryant together or Brian's just too risky to even put in yeah I don't think I would do it I think what I would do is um if I feel like Pittsburgh is going to crush the Colts who are the guys that are going to get the the, the majority of the market share on that team what's going to be Bell it's going to be Brown so that that's how I typically play those guys in tournaments I'll actually have them both and Hopefully the combination of both of them, whether Bell has a good floor and Brown goes off or Brown has a good floor and Bell goes off. I know combined as a whole, it, it's going to give me the points that I need, especially in this matchup. I don't care if it's on the road. They've, they've done very well against the Colts. So I think I'll play Brown and Bell in the same lineup because there's good value um, at other wide receiver positions in that tight end, and I can make that happen. Uh, as far as... Um, how I would play Brown with any other wide receivers. I don't think I would. I don't think there's going to be much value on Juju or Martavis, so I just go with Brown and Bell. 
Talking with Michael Rathburn and getting you ready for the contest this weekend on Fantasy Draft, the DKMS, the DKMS contest. You can follow Michael Rathburn on Twitter at Fantasy Raff. Raff, I'm looking at the slate, right? And, I, and I, obviously Dallas and Atlanta looks to be the high total game. But another high total game is New Orleans and Buffalo. But I'm looking at this as like these are the two teams that really this past season have been known more for their defense. When you look at that specific game right there, how would you attack that one if you want to have some exposure to that? Yeah, it's my under of the week. Um, I, I think uh, there's still the staple of the New Orleans being this explosive offense, and um, I've been I've been definitely you know fading Breeze and just uh, these to- these the 46. I mean, come on, at Buffalo, it's New Orleans on the road. First off, usually you, you, when New Orleans at home, you know it's going to be a high total to begin with, but. I, I don't understand why the, why it's 46. I know it, it's actually come down a little bit, but I still think it's high. Yeah. I think both these teams are going to want to run the ball a ton. I had actually predicted 20 to 17 Buffalo, so that, that's that's kind of where I'm going to stay. It could be 2019. It could be you know, could you see more field goals, but I don't see this. I think it'd be a run heavy game, and I don't mind Tyrod McCoy and um, Kamara in this game, but I don't think I'm going to be touching anybody else. All right, well, let me come back to a question Matt asked you and turn it a little bit different way is to go with the two strategy. It's a different – it's position-wise. With Gronkowski and how much he dominates – this is history and obviously years change, but how much he dominates the Broncos and how variable do we have the wide receiver position this week because of so many people hurt, so many people potentially out, not great matchups. Yep. Any intrigue in going two tight ends this week? Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. Um, I love it. Uh you can't do it. This is the only site you can do it on, uh, and use Gronk. And I love Gronk this week because there's no, um, there's no Kelsey, there's no Ertz, there's nobody on the board. And yes, Evan Ingram is there, but Niners are pretty tough. You know, maybe his ceiling is a little bit capped in that game. No Jimmy Graham. Trust Clay is banged up. So for me, Gronk. This is the week to play Gronk, and I almost always fade Gronk. But this is the week I'm going to play Gronk, and I'm going to play Gronk in lineups. I have Gronk. I will probably have Garrett Selleck at 5K as the other flex. Hey, I've mentioned this to you in the past as well. I want to touch back on this. Is it worth, say, the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense? Say if you saved on the quarterback and you had some leftover money uh, going a couple other, other ways, would Pittsburgh's defense be worth it this week? I think, uh, yeah, because... Um, Maybe that Jacksonville Charger game, maybe they just try to both try to run the ball down each other's throat, and there's not a lot of opportunities for sacks for Jacksonville. Um, we don't get Seattle. We don't get Carolina. Um, Detroit is interesting, um, but they're going to be heavily owned. Steelers are going to be heavily owned, but do they have the upside of getting a 20-point game? Um, maybe the Rams might have a little bit more upside with Savage in, in the back there. Brissett can move. I know he does get sacked, but he is a little bit mobile. So I actually think the Rams' defense this week, I'd probably lean a little bit more towards them. I think the Patriots' defense is sneaky. I know they're like sixth or seventh on the board price-wise, but um, you know they've seen to make adjustments. Uh, Osweiler, the offense in Denver right now is a mess. I think that's a very low-scoring game. Um, the two defenses I think are super sneaky this week is Minnesota sitting all the way down there at 5,400 against Washington. Uh, Washington still has some offensive line issues. And then also the Bears are sitting all the way down there at 5,100. 
I think I'm going to have a lot of exposure to Minnesota and Chicago this week based on price. That is Michael Rathbun. You can follow him on Twitter at Fantasy Rathraff. Good looking out for the information for this week, brother. All right. Good luck, guys. All right. Thanks a lot. Getting ready to head on out to our final break of the week. We hit you back on the other side. We come back and return. Try to look at some odds and ends. Get you ready. Send you off into week 10. Looking to get a victory. It's the Fantasy Football Friends on FNTSY Radio. Peace out to everybody on YouTube. Catch the homies next week. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Final few fantasy football frenzy FNTSY radio. It's kind of like you're on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah, I got my bags packed already. Anyway, getting ready for the weekend. Talked a little bucket bucket list earlier. You know which game I've always wanted to go to? The Red River, the Red River game with um Texas and um. Oklahoma. In Oklahoma. What about Bedlam? Red River rivalry? Yeah, the Red River rivalry. Bedlam? That was pretty good last week. Yeah, now nah, Bedlam. Wait a minute. If I'm not mistaken, was Bedlam wasn't the Des Bryant-Michael Crabtree game, was it? No, uh, Crabtree went to Texas Tech. That's right. That's right. That's right. You remember the Des Bryant-Michael Crabtree game? Anybody? No? Mm. Who, who went to Oklahoma? Did, was it Justin Blackman that went to Oklahoma State? Uh, I yes. think Justin Blackman yeah, did go to Oklahoma he was State. He didn't get back then, too. Dez and, Dez and Michael Crabtree went mano a mano uh, one Saturday night. It was classic. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dez got the victory. So, there you go. That's on my bucket list, too. Um, I would like to. I'm not a Notre Dame fan, but I would like to go see Touchdown Jesus. That would be cool. You know, I, I'm like Jake. I'd like to go to the game and see Notre Dame lose. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I think that's something that people should go see. I'm trying to think what else is on my sports bucket list right quick. Like I said, the Fenway Park thing. I just want to. I just want to be up there, and I just want them to be. You like, haven't been to Fenway? Nah, I don't want them to be mad. I want them to be, be like you know mad. My at favorite me. stadium. I've it's, been to about fifteen stadiums. Was my favorite one. Really, it's Fenway Park. Yep. Wow, mine's is uh, Camden Yards. I've I've, I've been, past I've been there. I like it. It's very nice, but the experience and the atmosphere and they sweet Carolina. This is back when Papelbon was there, and he actually came in for a two inning save. And in between, when they played in the eighth inning, is they, the radio cuts off and the stand they keep the fans keep singing the and they're done with the chorus. It was great. I would say if you do go to Fenway, I sat in right field one time. I've been there a couple of times, but I sat in right field at the third row. Yeah. It was pretty great. When Mariana was warming up, yeah. you, you just hit a glove popping in the, nice. the thing right there. I, I mean, I agree. That's a great one. I mean, Wrigley, 
Just because it was so damn close to my where I lived in Chicago, yeah. it was great too. It was right in a town. As far as know, NFL goes, right? I want this is something. This is gonna sound crazy, but I want to go to Lambeau Field. But I want to go when it's like one of those negative temperature games at Lambeau Field. I don't know about that's that. on my bucket bleachers, list. buddy. Your buddy, you're gonna freeze to the seats. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the negative temperatures. I like to see some snow. Yeah, I go. I, I would like to go there. I'd like to be, maybe stay in that house that's like right outside yeah. of Lambeau Field. That's, that small little house that's yeah. going for a million dollars. Wow. <laughs> you say that now, Corey, and then, trust me, it's a lot different. Well, you remember the ice bowl with the Giants and they knocked out the coach throwing snowballs at him? Oh, I didn't know that, that happened one? in that game. You, you don't remember that when there was they were playing the Vikings and the fans started throwing snowballs on the field and they hit the coach in the head for the Vikings wow. and they actually knocked them out for a second. I was I was at the game before that against the Redskins and we were pouring hot cocoa on the ground trying to get the ice to melt because we were so freaking cold. Wow, that's crazy. So I, so so basically, what you're saying, Jake, is it, you're saying it, but you don't want it. <laughs> no, you don't. Trust me, you don't want it. I went to a Bills Jet game like 20 years ago. It was like negative something. Wow. There weren't many people in this thing. <laughs> me and my brother-in-law, we had tickets. And people might have heard me tell this story before. The classic Week 15 game, Philadelphia and Detroit in all the snow, when Shady went for like two and chains and Calvin Johnson went off. We had tickets to that game, but we got caught <laughs> in traffic. So we ended up having to listen to the whole game on the radio. Like we were headed to the, we were headed to the, we were headed to the link. You know what I'm saying? And my brother-in-law is an Eagle fan, and you know the dude, the, the, the announcer was like, "This is the greatest game in Philadelphia Eagle history," and we in we in six feet of snow on the Jersey Turnpike. Like my brother-in-law was like, "This is crazy." I'm trying to get to the link, and we got to we got like we got off the Turnpike, and he just turned around and came back home because it was like it's, it's no it's no way we're going to get down there now. I've never been to the link. I've been to Citizen oh, Bank the, yeah. quite a few times though. The link is cool. I like the link. I mean, like when I like I said, when I'm in the link, I'm neutral, bro. You know, yeah, what I'm, no, I would, yeah I'm neutral. I would never go there rooting for an opposing team. I'm talking about a black hat, black. You know what I'm saying? Everything. I don't root. I don't clap. You should, you should go there every day. Always check it. Ah, there you go. Look at that brand building. Ding. There you go, right there. Check the link. The link is live. Speaking of the link, RotoExperts.com fantasy football package for 2017. The playoff push edition on sale right now. Ten uh, for, for ten bucks, you get in, you get on, you get involved with that. You get to check the link, and then you get the projections too, so you can actually see how how that's done. So head on over there right now. There's no promo code because it's only ten bucks. So that's how you get down with the get down, uh, Mr. Medica. So that's how everything is going on that end. Don't forget FNTSY Radio on game day, beginning at seven a.m. Eastern time. Um, Roto Experts kicks it off with Mike Blewett, Scott Engel, Joe Pisapia. 9 a.m. Eastern Time is lineup lock. Dane Martinez holds that down. Emery Hunt, Jake drops by. Tony Sincata also give you your DFS. Maria Marino um, is, is in there bouncing and dancing. Uh, Joe Pisapia is holding that down for me this week. And then 1, 8, 1, excuse me, 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the network. Live scoring on your radio with Matt Medica and George Kurtz. So, how, how how have y'all been going like with the bye weeks and stuff like that? Uh, it's, it's been going good. We've been we've been figuring it out. Also tonight, uh, nine p.m. Old school fantasy. So there you go, right there. Nice job, Don Burns. Thank you to everybody on the fourth floor. Danny Oka's the whole crew. Fantasy executive for the All In Kid, Jake Seeley for Wall Street, Matt Matika. We are out. Out.